Hey dreamers, this is your host Barry Miracle. Welcome to Wake Up Into Your Dream. It's time to wake up out of the nightmares of normality and wake up into God's divinely designed dream for your life. Jump on this podcast today and let's discover God's awesomeness waiting for you. Hey everybody, this is Barry Miracle and welcome back to another episode of Wake Up Into Your Dream. I am uh, very excited about this privilege that I have week in and week out to come to you and give you a now word from the Lord. And we're continuing on my series on the three words that God has given me for this year called family, fruitfulness, and dominion. And we are now on part three. And uh, I'm calling this um, 2020 as one. So 2021 is 2020 as one. And we're coming into oneness with the creator of the universe as we are uh, being revealed to, by his spirit, the greatness of his dream and the greatness of our calling. And as we are becoming one with him, we are understanding all the benefits. Oh my God, the blood that Jesus Christ shed for us that's given us accessibility to all these wonderful um, resources, uh, and it's all being revealed week upon week right here on this podcast called Wake Up Into Your Dream. Uh, I, I imagine you're getting some revelation elsewhere, but I'm, I'm telling you, we are, we are really working on something. We're building week upon week and precept upon precept, a little here and a little there, until we're coming to the knowledge of the fullness of what God has called us to. We are being revealed to by the Spirit of God as we're listening. Everything is made up out of and everything is held together by the power of his spoken word. So as you are hearing, your clearing is being, uh, your hearing, sorry, is being cleared and you are increasing your faith because faith comes by hearing and hearing comes by the preach, proclaim, prophetic word that for, flows forth from the mouth of God through a servant. There's nobody saved unless a preacher is sent. So as you're hearing this, your, your, your hearing is getting cleared. Um, things are being removed. Blockages are being removed. You're able to hear better the more you get underneath a preached, proclaimed word of God. So I'm excited to be able to bring this to you every week. So um, I believe that God has been doing a factory reset. Um, I believe that we, he's setting things back to its original settings. I think this is what we've been going on for, you know, for several years, but it intensified over the last, let's say, 10 months as, as we've been underneath the, the quarantines and the containments and the shutdowns and viruses and all these things are causing us to really recalibrate and really think about what really matters and what is happening in our lives to cause us to uh, get back to his original intent for his creation and 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 this is what he's been doing he's been working on us and it's been it's been actually you know it's been really good i am so thankful for what god has been doing in my life and 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 rearranging things in me and getting me to look at what what really matters at the end of the day and that's his dream the enemy is always trying to distribute to us um 
a destiny that is contrary to the dream of God and contrary to the purpose of God and contrary to the calling of God on your life. Uh, the, the word uh, demon, if you've been listening to me for a while, is um, I've talked about it maybe once or twice. I've alluded to it. But the word demon comes from the Greek word deo, which means actually destiny distributor. Now, you, you think the destiny, you think, well, it's my destiny to do this. No, actually, destiny, um, the enemies are trying, the enemy of your soul, the enemy of your purpose is trying to distribute st uh, stuff to you, vi uh, um, a vision for uh, a hereditary curse or, or past failures, or he, he's doing all these things, and, the, and demons are trying to distribute these things to us, these destinies to us that are contrary. We don't have to buy into it. As a matter of fact, we must war against it. We must take those vain imaginations into captivity and cast them down. My word to you today, and this is free of charges, will not cost you one extra cent. <laughs> when a seed thought that is contrary to the word of God or to the promises of God that are contrary to the word of God, you take that seed thought immediately into captivity and you cast it down don't allow it to bear fruit in your life many of us are just you know many of us have struggled in the past because we did not take authority over these seed thoughts and over these distributions of the enemy the enemy comes hard fast and furious with floods of words trying to gain accessibility to your mind will and emotions because if he can get your mind he can train your emotions and he can get he can get your will fortified for his plan but if you take cast down those vain imaginations you take authority over those vain imaginations and you cast them down those seed thoughts and then all of a sudden your mind is clear all of a sudden your mind is able to be washed by the water of the of the word all of a sudden your mind is being trained according to the promises of god all of a sudden you're filling your your thoughts with heavenly realities and speaking heavenly realities and all of a sudden your emotions are trained towards the the word of god and the will of god and then all of a sudden your will is fortified and you're able to stand and all things stand in the midst of storms why because you did not let a seed thought be distributed to you from a demonic force Okay, so here's, here's um, God has been under a season, actually for 2,000 years, a season of reformation. I love the word reformation. I like it better than restoration, and I like it better, a little more than transformation. Reformation has to do with um, restoring something but in the process of the restoration, you actually make improvements to someone or something that is being restored. Huh, isn't that exciting? When you reform something, you're actually taking it and you are, you are making it into better than it was before. You're bringing it back. When you restore something, you, you, when God restores something, he always brings much more. But that's the word called reformation. So when he, he's been reforming us, and, and let me read Hebrews chapter 9, verse 10. For, for they, the gifts, sacrifice, and ceremonies deal with only, only with clean and unclean, food and drink and various ritual washings, mere external regulations for the body imposed to help the worshipers. Until the time of reformation, somebody say until, until the time of reformation, that is the time of the new order when Christ will establish the, re the reality of what these things foreshadowed, a better covenant. 
And the time came, and I've been saying this for, you know, about 16 episodes now, the time came for the upgrades to come forth. And you, ladies and gentlemen, are the upgrades because when he reformed you in Christ Jesus, he, when he brought you back from the dead because of Christ Jesus, when you, were, when you died on the cross with Christ and then you were also resurrected with Christ, you, when you were resurrected, you weren't just brought back to the original positioning of Adam and Eve. You were brought back and, and in the process of bringing back to the garden, he was upgrading you for a greater purpose and actually upgraded you in who you really became. My God, if we can understand a glimpse of what he has purchased for us, it will blow our minds. Okay, so uh, last week I shared on uh, family. So I just want to do a quick um, recap on that um, before we go any deeper into this brought, um, this podcast on fruitfulness. I'm going to be dealing with fruitfulness, but I'm just going to recap on family. Uh, I believe family is a, is a quintessential, significant word that we must use in our warfare and in our intercession. We must war for family, but we have to war for family with the word family. In the midst of family is everything. It's it's the thing that combats without combating. It's the family um, doesn't have to choose sides. It just is. You don't have to choose what side you're going to be on. No, you just be the family of God. And that begins to take care of a lot of the um, issues that we're going through in, in, in pop culture. So uh, family is so, so important. In, 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 the, in last week's episode, I actually share something that is so powerful about the identity of his family. And, and, and I think it's a, you know, even though, I, like I said, <laughs> I even said in my, my promo that I don't even want to say this because it's so burnt over, but last week's is a must listen to podcast um, to get clarity and to get revelation on, on what the family looks like, the family, and, and when, you, when you break down the family in a good way, like when you're, you know, looking at the family and you say, father, son, children, or sorry, father, mother, children, uh, and, and what does that look like, and, and what are their roles, and, and, and what makes them tick, and the DNA of, of, of a father, and the DNA of a mother, and then coming together and making a DNA of an offspring. But family, the mother was the mother was taken from Adam, not not his rib, but half of him. When you look in and you, and you study it out in the Hebrew, and you 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 begin to study it out, you'll find out that he actually took half of Adam, and he and he reformed half of Adam and made Eve and called her very good. When God actually made Adam, he didn't make Adam in the garden like he made. He reformed Eve in the garden, but he actually formed Adam outside of the garden in, in, in the chaotic places on the planet that were not yet subdued. So Adam was made from a wild product that was not yet tamed, and then God took him and put him in the garden. He was made outside of the garden. If you read it, you'll, you'll find this out for yourself in Genesis. And then he put him in the garden. And then he took half of Adam 
in the garden and reformed Eve and said it was very good. But when he formed Adam, he said it was good. Come on now, women, give me somebody give me an amen. <laughs> so I also prophesied about mothers, women, and the marginalized minorities. And here's a direct quote from last week's um, episode. In this season, the voice of authority is within women and minorities. God is sharing with us that he is hearing the injustice that's been going on, and he has especially anointed women's uh, and minorities' voices. And I said this, the tipping point rests upon the marginalized. Okay, the recap's done. The topic of today is fruitfulness, which is part three of the, the word that the Lord gave me for this year. I'm, I'm breaking it down into four different parts. The first uh, two weeks ago, um, I did an overview on the three words of family, fruitfulness, and dominion. Last week, I did family, and now today, it's fruitfulness. One of the key scriptures that we're looking at is Genesis chapter 1, verse 26 through 28. Then God, Elohim, the pluralization of God, which is Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, let me just stop there for a second. When God wanted a family on the earth, he made Adam and Eve and told them to procreate, go forth, multiply, be fruitful, and then take dominion. God, Elohim, is really a family word. It's Father, Son, and Holy Spirit said, let us make man in our image and according to our likeness, let them have dominion over the fish of the sea, over the birds of the air and over the cattle, over all of all the earth and over every creeping thing that creeps on the earth. So God created man in his own image. In, in the image of God, he created him male and female. He created them. them. Then God blessed them and God said to them, be fruitful and multiply, fill the earth and subdue it. Have dominion over the fish of the sea, over the birds of the air, and over every living thing that moves on the earth. A question I have, and I'm not making a doctrine out of it. I'm not actually making a theology of this. But the question I might have is if, if, if Adam and Eve would have taken dominion over the garden uh, and then proceeded to take dominion over every other area on the planet we call earth, I don't think he would have had to face the the serpent bringing temptation the the first i'm not saying this is the first sin but this is the first error that was made if they would have taken dominion the serpent would have been taken care of <laughs> just a thought so my grandfather used to tell me this uh and i, I mentioned this a couple times already but it's so important he's interested in four things he's interested in fruit more fruit much fruit and that your fruit would remain. John chapter 15, one through five says, I am the true vine and my father is the vine dresser. Every branch in me that does not bear fruit, he takes away. Now, my son brought a revelation to this, to, of this to me years ago, Then I've actually preached it around the world. And that is when it says takes away, it actually uh, a lot of... Um, theologians believe that means to lift up, not actually take it away. There's the, to bear um, it, every branch in me that does not bear fruit, 
he lifts up, not takes away. He lifts it up. So there's some fruit that is, is in the dirt. There's there's some fruit that that there is um, lying on the ground, and he actually lifts it up, and he puts it on the lattice, or he puts it on the wire, and he, and he brings it out of the dirt. And I'm telling you, that that's what's been happening in our lives. He's been lifting us up out of the dirt over this last year, and he's been preparing our hearts for fruitfulness because he is interested in fruitfulness because we are in a season of fruitfulness. We're in a season of harvest. You are already clean, verse 3 of John chapter 15. You are already clean because of the word which I've spoken to you. Remain in me and I in you, just as the branch cannot bear fruit of itself, but must remain in the vine. So neither can you unless you remain in me. I am the vine and you are the branches. The one who remains in me and I in him bears much fruit for apart from me, you can do nothing. And this, this is very important. We, we want to be fruitful. We want to be able to be successful and victorious and triumphant, except that we, we are refusing to stay tapped into the vine. We have to stay as branches. We need to stay tapped into the resources of, of the anointing that this vine uh, is producing for us. We need to stay grafted in. We've been grafted into the vine or the line of Abraham. And, and what happens is sometimes in, in that when we allow foxes in, they nip at the vine and they suck out the anointing and, and the resources. And we can we, we need to take those foxes and we need to tie their tails together and we need to light them on fire. We need to send them into the fields of the enemy and burn up his harvest. We, we must remain in the vine to produce fruit. So the Father is the vine dresser. Jesus is the is the uh, the vine, but we are the branches. And if the vine is is being attacked by these things in our lives, for us to bear fruit, we need to get rid of the foxes. And this is what God has been giving us the privilege of over the last several months as as he's been resetting things and bringing things back into alignment with his original intent fruitfulness is uh, is a must um, in in Luke chapter 15 um, Jesus is sharing a story about the prodigal son he's a uh, prodigal means wasteful I think personally, one of the things that God hates more than anything else is being wasteful. And he is, he is showing us and telling us about, in Luke chapter 15, where it talks about the story of the prodigal son, or like I say, I like to call it the story of the loving father. But he's, he's showing us um, the amazing indictment that Jesus brings against this prodigal son. Now, know what do you mean? I thought this was a, a story of, of, of reformation and restoration and, 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 and the son coming home. Yes, it is. But, but you need to understand the depth of the salvation by the depth of the disparity of the gap that, that Jesus is trying to show us about how much he dis, despises wastefulness, but yet how much greater is his grace when it comes home. But so he's describing to us of his, of, of, of um, fruitfulness and, and the importance of fruitfulness through this story in John chapter 15. 
Um, in Galatians chapter 5, verse 22, it speaks of the fruit that is produced by the Holy Spirit that lives within you. The divine fruit of the Spirit that the that that the Holy Spirit produces within you has expressions of joy, peace, patience, kindness, um, life for, full of virtue, faith, gentleness, and strength. So the fruit uh, produced by the Holy Spirit is love. There, it doesn't call it the fruits of the Spirit. There's no pluralization there. It is the fruit of the Spirit is love. And I just want you to understand that, that, that when, and I, there's other um, ministers that believe this and theologians that believe this, that the fruit of the Spirit is love. Because it never says, and you can look in, in translation, it doesn't say the fruits of the Spirit. It says the fruit of the Spirit is love. So the fruit of the Spirit, what the Holy Spirit is trying to produce in us is the fruit of love. Love will produce, um, begin, sorry, the love begins to produce a joy that is unspeakable and full of glory, a peace that passes all understanding, a patience that endures, kindness that is better than life, that leads men to salvation, a life full of virtue, faith that overcomes the world, and the power of God to complete our purpose. This is what flows out of the fruit of love. God is interested in us be, uh, producing the fruit of love. He wants, he wants the fruit of love. He wants more fruit of love. He wants much fruit of love. And we, he wants that fruit of love to remain. There is nothing more important than loving. There's nothing more important than operating in love. These th three things remain, faith, hope, and love. But the greatest of these is, is love. Faith is not the first thing. Uh, hope is not the first thing. Love is the first thing. As much as I love hope, I'm a, I'm a hope a hope dealer. I deal in hopium and I, I love hope and, and I'm all about faith. You don't, you're not saved unless it's by faith. But I want to tell you, it all comes out of love because love is God and God is love. And when you, when you allow Holy Spirit to develop in you and understand you become one with the spirit of love that is producing, producing uh, the, the fruit of love. When you are one with the spirit of love, which is one with the spirit of God, you will produce an offspring of love in this realm. So you need to know that fruitfulness is power. Here we go. Fruitfulness is powerful. Fruitfulness displays power. Fruitfulness expands Fruitfulness represents life. Fruitfulness is what God is interested in and how he deals with the enemy in your life. And I, and I, and I said this a, a couple episodes that God through us, us is about to outbirth death. There is a yareshing that happens. There is a displacing that happens. When you, when you begin to understand uh, what fruitfulness is, and, I, and I'm hoping that I can explain it well enough in the next 10 minutes uh, of what fruitfulness does. And fruitfulness actually 
causes you to grow up bigger than the opposition that is coming against you in your day. Um, Isaiah 10, 27. And I, I spoke a few weeks ago, maybe about three or four weeks ago, about the anointing, the tangible anointing. And this has very much to, uh, um, to do with it. And I'm going to expand on that even a little bit. But I, I need to start with the scripture again. Isaiah 10, 27 in, uh, in the King, New King James Version says, uh, It shall come to pass in that day that his burden will be taken away from your shoulder and his yoke from your neck, and the yoke will be destroyed because of the anointing oil. Isaiah 10, 27 in the uh, Passion Translation, In that day the Lord will remove the heavy burden from your shoulders and break off the yoke of bondage from your necks because of the heavy anointing upon you. The heavy anointing upon you. Uh, the Hebrew word for anointing here is sheman, where, where it says the yoke shall be destroyed because of the sheman, that oil. That anointing, the word there, anointing, is the Hebrew word sheman. This is where the Latin gets the, the word semen from. Yes, the very seed of life. The anointing that destroys yokes of slavery is the seed of life or the very spirit of life. The very spirit of life in Christ Jesus, the very seed of life is, in, is, is being impregnated into dark places, into uncomfortable places, and into desperate desperately needs of people in people's lives the the seed of life the, the this the spirit of life is being impregnated into these places of darkness like like a even like a, a, a caterpillar that is cocooned and and then wraps himself into a dark place and then this poopay comes forth and, and and begins to and this chrysalis forms around around this this a caterpillar in this dark place. And then all of a sudden, after a season, the, the caterpillar liquefies, all 13 segments of the caterpillar liquefies with the head and produces a metamorphosis of a new being. There's a metamorphosis that is about to happen as you break out of, as you allow the, the process to happen, the metamorphosis that the seed of life brings forth. Everything starts with a seed. The kingdom of God is a seed. If you don't understand this, you won't understand the kingdom of God. God started with a seed. His name was Adam. He started with a seed. His name was Jesus. He started with a seed. His name, Jeremy or Bob or Frank, or Susie, or people, he's starting everything with a seed. You are the answer. We, as humanity, the ones that have been born again, those that become the ecclesia, those that came became separated unto God, those that got reborn, those that became the firstborn of the many, uh, that became the many brethren of the firstborn of the last Adam. His name was Jesus. The, we have become a seed, a son and a daughter, planted in the midst of darkness to be fruitful, and begin to grow up bigger than everything that is trying to stop us and, and stop the dream of God. You've been placed in the midst of chaos on purpose as an answer and a solution, as a seed 
to be fruitful as you are fruitful. What does that mean to be fruitful? It means you're producing love. Yes, that means that you're producing the kingdom. You are replicating the Father. John 4, um, 1 John 4, 17 says, as he is, so are we in this world. We must become, become like our Father. We must become like the Holy Spirit. We must become like Jesus. We must become like Elohim. We must be fruitful and we must begin to grow up bigger than everything. God does not want to take you out of this world. He wants to keep you in it. He doesn't want to rescue you out. He wants to keep you in the midst of the darkness so that you would begin to multiply and take dominion. He needs you to be fruitful. If you will be fruitful and you will grow up, you will begin to grow up bigger than the circumstances that are all around you. In Isaiah chapter 61 verse 6, it says in the AMPC translation that the glory that once of your captors has now become yours. You are, and, and let me just go back to um, Isaiah 10, 27 in the Passion Translation. It says the yoke the, uh, and the break and break off the yoke of bondage from your necks because of the heavy anointing upon you. Glory, the glory, the kavod uh, or the kavod of, of God or, or the doxa of God, the glory of God. It's the weightiness of God. When you become weightier, when you become fatter, than your circumstance. When you come bigger, they're, they're, the containment of the enemy can no longer keep you. You are actually beginning to be mushaked, which means smeared on and, and rubbed into with the anointing of life so much that you are getting too fat. You're getting too prosperous. You're getting too fruitful that the enemy cannot keep you. And all of a sudden you begin to be the principality and power of light within your spheres of influence. And the enemy is destroyed because as he tries to push back and, and tries to put down and put upon you the yoke of slavery, and he tries to keep that hereditary curse upon you. And as he keeps pushing, the anointing of fruitfulness is expanding. And, and as, as the enemy comes in like a flood, the spirit raises up a standard. And as the enemy comes at you with every, every, kind of resource he can that he stole from other people to come against you with. Every time he does that, the greater grace of God begins to come upon you and you all of a sudden you're growing up bigger than, stronger than the hereditary curses of your past, the lies of your past, the proclivities of your flesh. All these things begin to be destroyed as you become more fruitful with the love of the Father, more fruitful with the prosperity of life. I'm talking, I'm not just talking about fruitfulness in, in, in bearing children. I'm talking about fruitfulness in life and fruitfulness in, in lands and, and, and great and greater and bigger chunks of land and, 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 and houses and lands and wealth. I don't believe in a prosperity doctrine. I just believe that there's prosperity in the kingdom of God, in the, in the, in the, the kingdom uh, message that God is wanting us to preach is that there is prosperity. And it's very important that we prosper and be in health, even as our souls prosper, according to 3 John 2. Beloved, I wish above all things that you would prosper and be in health, even as your soul prospers. God is very much interested in you prospering in this life. Isaiah, let me just give you a, a, 
another translation, AMPC. And it shall be in that day that the burden of the Assyrian shall be depart from your shoulders and his yoke from your neck. The yoke shall be destroyed because of the fatness, which prevents it from going around your neck. Isaiah 10, 27 uh, in the CJB translation, on that day, his burden will fall from your shoulders and his yoke from your neck and the yoke will be destroyed because by your prosperity. God wants you to be fruitful. He wants you to have, he wants you to uh, bear fruit, more fruit, much fruit, and that your fruit would remain. He wants you to have legacy, that your children's children's children, that you they would be blessed up until the thousandth generation. He's interested in domination in this realm. And I say the word domination, all of a sudden you're hearing like Hitler, you're hearing like, like um, Mussolini, you're hearing like uh, different other dictators. No, 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 no. Dominion has to do with, with uh, righteousness, peace and joy, uh, faith, hope and love. It has to do with grace and truth. Uh, it has to do with liberation of people, not 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 taking dominion. I'm talking about taking dominion over the atmosphere, taking dominion over the land, taking dominion so that there would be life and life much more abundantly, and there would be an atmosphere where we all could produce the fruit that destroys the yokes of slavery. The more fruit that destroys the yoke of slavery, the much fruit that even destroys much more yokes of slavery, and that we would remain, our legacy would be strong, and we would begin to take make the kingdoms of this world the kingdoms of our God. Well, once again, I've, I've run out of time, but I hope you, you can go back over, uh, even uh, go back over the first and second uh, part one and part two of the tangible anointing. And I, and I, and I, I share a, a couple different angles there, but I think we've shared enough for you to get the, the idea of where we're going for this year. It's all about family. It's all about fruitfulness. And next week, we're going to be dealing with all about dominion. You, you, uh, the family of God, it's time for us to be, what is the family of God? The family of God is the church. The family of God is the ecclesia. The family of God is the, is the governing power here on the earth. But we can't look at it as, as an institution. It's a living, thriving organism that is powerful, but it's all about relationship. And we must produce love. We must produce the fruit of love. Everything flows out of love. Faith operates by love. Ladies and gentlemen, in this season of us versus them and, and culture cancel, uh, uh, cancel culture and all, all these uh, things, you know, you know this, this total pl- uh, polarization of the world in this in this environment ladies and gentlemen please make it in a, a priority to be righteous more than being right because you may win an argument but you will lose significant battles along the way if you're just concerned about being right it's not as important of being right as it is being righteous Ladies and gentlemen, I pray a grace of God over you that you can produce and be fruitful and and operate in the spirit of love. Uh, Bless you guys. Thanks for listening again. Look forward to coming back to you next week as we deal with dominion. And I'm excited about that as well. But uh, this year, pray. Pray about family. 
pray, use family in your intercession and, and become fruitful. Ask the Lord God, where you've given me, and Deuteronomy 8, 18 says, you've given me the power to obtain wealth. Now, where is it? Do I go get my stuff? And you might want to be praying to God and say, I want my stuff back because the enemies that stole a lot of things have been stealing from your lineage for, for decades and, and even centuries. And it's time for you to put a stop to that and demand that the enemy, that, God, that the, your angels go get your stuff back that has been stolen from you. It's time for you to be fruitful and it's time for you to prosper and it's time for you to take dominion. Bless you guys. And until next week, Barry Miracle signing off. Thanks again for joining us today on Wake Up Into Your Dream. My great friend Tony Fitzgerald would say you have two great days in your life, the day you were born and the day you discovered why. In these podcasts, I'm hoping this is true, that you are having aha moments and great moments of getting introduced to the true you because your whole world is waiting for the authentic you to show up. If you're enjoying these podcasts, please go to www.barrymiracle.ca. You can check out my book, Wake Up Into Your Dream. You can connect. You can see where we're going to be live in the future. And uh, you can just connect with us there. But this is Barry Miracle, your dream coach, signing off for now. We'll talk to you next week. <laughs>